Danny and Tammy have been serving God for so many years. And, uh, and so today we're going to do a sermon, uh, WWF tag, tag team style, okay? And I'm going to preach a little bit for a few minutes, then I'm going to ta- tag him. He's going to come up here. He's going to give a couple of thoughts, a lesson. And I've asked him, so I would love to hear from you just some ministry lessons, just life lessons, 40 years of ministry. You know, what are some things that you've learned, some things that, 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 um, that has really, that you can impart on us, and especially for a young, young adult that just graduated, and, and for all of us, you know, what are some life lessons, you know, not just from a ministry perspective, but just from life. And, uh, and I know, you know, in the first service, was just awesome, did a great job, and I know he'll be a challenge for all of us. And so I want to start things off in John chapter 21. In John chapter 21, I want to look at a story. It's right after the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus, after the resurrection, went on earth for 40 days before he was ascended into the heaven. And, um, and so we see a, a story here in John chapter 21, verses 1 to 6. The Bible says that afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. And here's how it happened. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. And Simon Peter steps up. He said, guys, I'm going out to fish. It's fishing time. I said, we'll go with you. And so they went out. They got into the boat. But that night, they had a bad night. They caught nothing. That's a bad night of fishing right there. They caught nothing. Early in the morning, they fished all night. Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. And so Jesus called out to those guys. He said, hey, friends, haven't you any fish? And they replied, no. And he said, well, throw your net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. And when they did, they were unable to haul the net because of the large number of fish. And so, well, I learned some stories from a group of fishermen, lessons from fishermen. And I thought, man, I can't think of a better person to really talk about fishing than Danny Devona. <laughs> Danny loved fish. Do you know Danny? He's, if, if any free, chance, free time he has, he's on a boat in the middle of Lake St. Clair, fishing for smallmouth. And he's out there. And so I thought, you know what? Let's talk about fishing. That's life lessons from a fisherman. And Danny, he's a fisherman. He's going to come up to the platform. He's going to give us a couple lessons. And then I'm going to give us the final lesson as we wrap up. So let's let's welcome up here to the platform, Danny DeVerna. It sounds like my fishing lately on Lake St. Clair, no fish. (laughs) My good buddy Jesse's here, sitting down here, and he's a big fisherman, as big a fisherman as me. And uh, we're we're having a little bit difficult time uh, catching the quantity and quality of fish that we're trying to catch. But I I wanna say one thing, I didn't say this, in the first service, and I'm going to say it now. 
I could not have done 40 years of ministry without my wonderful wife. She has been through thick and thin with me. And if there's anybody that has been an example to what a godly woman should be, it would be my wife. And I think all of the, my former students that are here today to celebrate this with me would tell you that. And I thank God for her. So thank you, dear. I love you. Lesson number one. In fact, I hope that you'll take some notes today. Um, in front of you is a pen if you'd like to uh, write some of the things that I want to share with you this morning. I hope you'll do that. Life lesson number one is learn from your failures. Learn from your failures. You know, the first year that I was in my bass club, I was having a great year. In fact, going into the last tournament, I was in first place. Man, I was having a great season. First year in the club, and they're all thinking, holy cow, what's this guy doing? You know? And all I needed to do was catch one fish, and I'd be angler of the year. And angler of the year is a big deal because that means you outfished everybody in your club all year. So in practice, uh, my good friend Doug and I, we were in practice, and man, I was catching three, four-pound smallmouth in the St. Clair River. And I'm like, man, I got this. And I was so excited for that tournament. And so with tournament time comes, well, before, that, before the tournament happened, something happened to the river. I didn't know it. The river had turned dirty because of the weather, and I didn't see that, didn't know that because you couldn't see the water clarity and stuff uh, until the sun came up. So we fished the tournament, and sure enough, I felt like those fishermen. I got skunked. Man, you talk about how I felt. I was so disheartened. I was so, I was so bummed because I went from first place to fourth place. You talk about humility, and you talk about a, such a disappointment. That was probably one of my, in, in life of just fishing competitively, because that's what I do, it was a complete failure. Talk about a choke. That's what it was to me. It was a choke. And so um, the first person that I see when I come off from fishing is my buddy Doug, who practiced with me. And he goes, how'd you do? He's already excited for me to say, I caught one fish at least. And I was so disheartened because I had to tell him I got skunked. What a failure that was in my my thinking. But in ministry-wise, I can think of a lot of different stories to tell you after 40 years, but the one thing that I will never forget, and first of all, let's look at John chapter 21. Look at verse number five. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? And I have a feeling 
that this was Peter who said, no. Notice how, how it looks like it's in the Bible, like an emphatic no, the disappointment of being out all night and fishing. Jesse, can you imagine you and I trying to fish all night and not catch any fish? Well, Scott and I, as we were talking about this sermon, Scott said, man, I can't believe they spent all night fishing. Because if I was out on the boat or on the water, if I'm out there an hour or two, I'm ready to go home. And that's probably like a lot of you, right? And so no, they answer. And, and so you can imagine how these disciples felt, knowing that they had been out all night and never caught a thing. This reminds me of a ministry story And some of my former students that are here today were on this trip, and that was our trip to Edmonton, Canada. (laughs) Yeah, see, they're all laughing. And we we took this wonderful trip to Edmonton, Canada for a youth conference. It was an awesome experience in the long run. (laughs) And it it reminded me of this story. And we get to we get to Calgary. Man, you talk about an uh, experience that we had. We went up the sky cam, and we were looking. Uh, we got a picture of the Colorado, uh, the Canadian Rockies, and look overlooking um, Lake Louise. And we had such an awesome experience on top of that mountain. We began to sing worship music in front of everybody. We're worship, and their favorite song, "Our God is an Awesome God." <laughs> but we did, and it was awesome. Had this wonderful experience of, of singing and praising God on this trip. Well, we were staying in a church in Calgary, and so after being uh, up there, we came back to the church that we were staying at and come to find out we had been ransacked, our trailer. Everything in the trailer had some kind of either money stolen or clothes stolen. Um, My good friend Dave had medicine was stolen. They're all shaking their head. Yeah, I remember that now. And it was such a devastation, especially to me. Because all it took was possibly a simple thing of locking the trailer, and we had forgot to lock the trailer. But come to find out that we didn't realize was, and I wished we'd have known that, was the fact that we weren't staying in a very good part of town at the church. Oh, my word. Yeah, I mean, as the leader, I felt like I had let the whole group down. And I, the feeling that I had, because we had just had this mountaintop experience, and to come home, back to where we were staying, to such devastation. And it reminds me, though, and I want you to write this down. Success begins when we admit our failures. The omission of our failures requires you to be humbled. 
And in ministry, you're going to have that. In anything that you do, we have to admit that we have failed at times. And when we do that, we can begin to be successful. But it's not until we admit that. It reminds me of the biblical illustration of David. He had just he had committed adultery and even covered it up with murder. A person that was called a man after God's own heart. And yet we look at David's failure. We looked at we look at in Psalm 51, we look at now he's he's talking about it and is admitting and being humbled by the fact of what he had done. And in Psalm 51, 7, it says, Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Verses number 10 through 12. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Verse 17. My sacrifice, O God, is broken, is a broken spirit. A broken and contrite or humble heart you, God, will despise. Write this down if you would. If you don't hear anything else that I say, hear this. Failure is never final. You are not defined by your failures, but how you get back up. You know, in that story I told you about when we went to uh, Edmonton, Canada, I was so proud of our students because they gathered together, they picked themselves back up, kids were willing to give money to the people that um, had their money stolen the girls and whatever, they were sharing each other's clothes um, because some of the clothes were stolen. It was amazing that they picked themselves up and they didn't let the rest of that trip because of one incident define the trip. And that's the way it is with life. When we get knocked down, we got to get back up. And when it comes to ministry, it's the same way. Listen, ministry is not for the faint of heart. And I have several people here today that are in ministry, and they know what I'm talking about. It's not for the faint of heart. It's only for the called. And when we're called, you do whatever it takes. You get back up. Never, ever give up. You hear me? Never, ever give up. And anything that you do in life, you don't give up. And that brings me to, um, as an illustration, as a fisherman, knowing that I like to fish, you got to have the right tools when it comes to fishing, right? I mean, if you want to be successful in, in fishing, you got to have the right tools. So you got to have the right, right rod and reel. The right bait, this is my favorite bait for Lake St. Clair. It's called a tube, imitates a crawdad. Uh, uh, Tony and I yesterday were fishing, and 
uh, it didn't work out as well as we liked. But anyways, but more importantly, the little things, right? It's the little things that matter. You got to have the right glasses. For you see, yesterday when I was fishing, um, Tony and I and his son Matt, who's sitting here today, and we found, I had found this log in the water and while I was practicing and fishing, and you can't see it without polarized glasses. You gotta have the right, you gotta have the right sunglasses. Now for me, mine have to be prescription because I'm too old now. <laughs> and I gotta be able to see. So, you know, you, that starts with that. You gotta have the right, gotta have the right line. This happens to be braid. Um, so when you set the hook on a fish, it doesn't break on you. And then you got to have the right electronics. Now, my buddy Jesse here, he's got a few electronics. He's got like five of them. I mean, it's, it's, and in the latest technology today, when it comes to fishing, you got to keep up with the Joneses if you want to be competitive. In fact, right now they have what's called live technology, live scope. You know, you can actually see the fish on the screen hit your line, hit your bait. It's amazing. And I said this in the first service, I bought one. <laughs> and I didn't tell Tammy yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a lot more cutting grass that has to be done. <laughs> and from this verse, in John chapter 21, verse number 3, notice again. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. The thing that I want you to, to know about life lessons from a fisherman is that they didn't give up. They persevered. They fished all night. They persevered. Even when life got tough, they persevered. Even when they caught nothing. And once again, hear me. Never give up. Never give up. The greatest example that I can think of from a biblical standpoint is 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 23b through verse number 28. Follow along with me. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in dangers from bandits, in dangers from my fellow Jews, even in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. Holy cow, everywhere he went, he was in danger, right? I mean, talk about having to persevere. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked, 
Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure, my concern for all the churches. Did you notice that Paul was more concerned about the church and about others than about his own personal welfare? That's amazing to go through what he had to go through that he still was more concerned about others. Paul kept his eyes on the mission. That's what drove him to keep going and not give up. So what is your mission? We're all missionaries in our homes, in our jobs, at the gym, and even on the lake. You know, Tammy and I, we've spent 40 years together in ministry. And there's one thing that we've always said was that we wanted to make a difference. That we wanted to make a difference. These guys out here, some of them back there, that's why I did ministry. That's why I did it for them. Because I wanted to make a difference in their life. We claim, Tammy and I, we've claimed 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 7. And by the way, I have kids from three different churches that are here today. I love every one of them. And the reason why that we've done ministry is because of 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse number 7. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race I have kept the faith. That's why we do it. That's why, that's why, that's why we do it. Whether you're a minister standing up here or whether you're wherever you're at, whatever you do, that's the reason why you are a missionary. You might be the only Jesus they see. That's why we do it. I have. We fought a good fight. That is the story. That's the legacy that Tammy and I want to leave with. So what is your story? What kind of story do you want to leave with? And for the final thought, we're going to hear from Pastor Scott. Well, then we talk about lesson number one, learn from your failures. Lesson number two, be faithful in the little things. Danny, you've been faithful, but faithful in the little things. You and Tammy, just, you know, I often say to people that life is not a, a sprint, a marathon. You just have to keep going at it, keep going at it, keep going at it. And, and the ups and downs of life. You've been faithful. And so thankful for you and Tammy for what you've done in the lives of many people. Lesson number three is obedience. Obedience will always result in good fruit. It will always bring fruitful results. In John chapter 21, verse number six, they've been fishing all night, caught nothing, 
Danny's right. After one hour, I'm done. <laughs> you know, I went hunting one time. I went hunting one time, and I was out there for a couple hours, and I, I saw nothing. You know, I, I'm sure the deals were all around me, but I'm 80% deaf. I probably didn't hear them. <laughs> it was just a bad. It was, I was like, you know what? They, they outsmart me. They outhear me. You know, and so hunting and fishing, if I don't see it in front of me, I'm done. They guys are like you. They fish all night. <laughs> they believe in the old saying, uh, a, a bad day of fishing is still better than a good day at work. That's right. That's right. All right. So they're coming in, and they see, they, don't, they see this man. They don't recognize him, but Jesus. Jesus said, have you caught anything? And I said, no, we haven't. They were honest. <laughs> if it was me, I would have been, ah, you know, <laughs> they were honest. You know, they were honest with their failures. No, we, we didn't. And then this man, Jesus, he said, throw your net, verse number six, throw your net on the right side of the boat, and you're going to find some. And so they did. And they were unable to, unable to haul the net because of the large number of fish. They were unable to haul it in. And, 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 and I, I put myself in, this, in Peter's shoe because he's the guy in charge. He's the captain. Okay, He started this whole fishing thing that day. And he's probably thinking as he's coming in, frustrated, He's probably thinking, okay, I'm tired, I'm done, I haven't slept all night. And then here's this guy, he doesn't recognize him, all right? He doesn't see that it's Jesus. And this guy, you know, backseat driver fisherman, you know, hey, why don't you throw it on the other side? And I'm sure Peter thinking, who's this, who's this Joe Schmo telling me what to do? You know, who is this guy to tell me how to fish? Because I am a professional fisherman. And for some reason, he's probably like, all right, whatever. He obeyed. And took the net out from the one side and cast it on the other side. And he obeyed. And they saw the fruit. And here's the point I want to drive, if you see on your handout note, the difference between where you are and where God wants to take you is one with of a boat. One width of a boat. And oftentimes, we want to question God. God is calling us to do something. God said, hey, you need to do this. And oftentimes, you know what we do with God? We say, why? Does that remind you of kids? Your kids, when they were little, and you tell them to do something, they say, why? And as parents, you know what's best for the kids, and God knows what's best for you. It may not make sense, but when you obey God, one word of a boat decision, you will begin to see the fruit of your obedience. Danny, Tammy, for 40 years, you've been casting the net on the other side. Had it always made sense? Had it always been easy? Sometimes our pride gets in the way. Sometimes we want to give up. We stay faithful in the little things. 
you pick up a nut, and, and, and the fruit of it, 40 years. It's incredible. It's incredible when you listen to Danny, the people that they influence. So many that were in your youth group in years past are now in ministry. You know, you, you've been at so many churches, you, you ministered to my uncle. My uncle Todd back in the 80s at First Baptist of Washington. And, 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 and my uncle, you, you had influence in my family before I even knew you. You know, and, and that's the, 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 the amazing impact that you have. And, and, and I, just, I see people here that come here today to step away from their ministry jobs to come here to honor you. And so here's what I want to do. You know, Nate, I want you to see the net. You have cast the net over and over. And the open season, you know, and I know as well, the open season where it feels like it's been dry. Man, you know, <laughs> does anything want to come in my net? But you stay faithful. You never gave up. If you've been impacted, whether here at Lake Point, or you've been impacted, you know, and maybe you were part of it ministries in time past. Can you do me a favor? Can you stand? I want you to, I want Danny to see the net. Danny. This is your testimony. This is what you've done. You've influenced people for the glory of God. You and Tammy. Maybe seated. I've, I've had pastors that couldn't be here. Uh, we actually got a uh, video from five different pastors that were at one point in his ministry. And if we were to show them all, it'll take 10, it'll take 10 12 minutes. We're just trying, you know, and... Um, but I want you to see one, and basically just one video that kind of sums up all of them, just to see the impact. And, and listen, this inspires me. This inspires me to think with ministry, you know, how am I passing the baton? How am I getting other people to get excited about doing the work of God? You know, some of us, whether it's a calling in full time or whether it's in vocation on your jobs, you know, to get excited about the mission of God. And I want you to see this video. This sums up all of them together. Check it out. Hey, Danny. 40 years of ministry. That is awesome. Back in 1996, you led me to Jesus. I was a messed up senior in high school with a lot of issues. And it was your genuine concern for me and your boldness for Christ that drew me in. You shared with me the gospel in a clear way that I had never heard it before. And you invited me to trust in Jesus, to pray with you, to entrust my life to Jesus. Every time I share the gospel with someone else or invite someone to put their trust in Jesus as Lord and Savior, I think of you. I do. I, I think about how I can never repay you for the gift that you've given me. Even though I was the youth pastor to your kids, you had already led them to Jesus. But even though I can't repay you for this gift, I can pay it forward. Every time I share the gospel, every time I invite someone to
to trust in Jesus. And so long after you and I are both gone, people are going to be leading people to Jesus long after us because of what God did through your ministry and continues to do, by the way, until Jesus returns or calls us home. And so God bless you, Danny. God bless you. You are my brother in Christ and you're my spiritual father. And I love you. Congratulations on 40 years. You don't understand that there are so many ministers that don't make it to 40 years. Danny, you're a rare breed. <laughs> you're one of a kind. Yeah. What about your story? What, what lessons from the story you need to take? Maybe some of you, God telling you to cast your net on the other side. It's time to do that. Some of you are missing out on what God wants to do in your life by one width of a boat. I'm going to invite Tammy up here. We're going to honor them for just a hot minute. <laughs> Got my mustache on. Danny, here we go. We look good, don't That's we? That's right. That's right. Got my mustache on, and uh, you look good in a mustache. Yeah, I don't. I don't. But I got my mustache in, and and uh, anyway, we want to thank you guys, Tammy. We got a little gift for you, and I thank you for your your dedication to ministry and to supporting in Danny's life. We also got a. Um, we got a wheelbarrow of some of your favorite things. And I uh, coming down the middle aisle. And uh, Danny, you'll see what you got. <laughs> Dave, Dave got the mustache going on here. Dave, come up here, buddy. Dave. Dave, come up here, man. And, and Dave is... Uh, Discipleship pastor taking over, passing a baton, and uh, we appreciate it. You look good in the mustache. It's a, it's a weird one. All right. And, uh, and uh, so we got that going on. And up here, Danny, you love Pepsi, not Coke. No. Pepsi. All right. So we got you about 100 Pepsi in there. That's your last you for the, for the next couple of years. And, um, and then popcorn. You know, we did a bunch of Zoom meetings during COVID, you know, staff meeting. And, and every staff meeting, Danny is eating popcorn. I was like, you know, I said, all right, all right, there we go. So we got all that for you. And then, and then we also, just a little check. And, you know, you talk about the equipment that you bought yeah. that you didn't tell Tammy. Oh. So, Tammy, this is for you now. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, Danny, Tammy, thank you for ministry for 40 years. And uh, after the service, there's a photo booth area. And we, you can wear a mustache, picture <laughs> with Danny. We got mustaches for you. We got fishing poles and, yeah. and bass, you know. So make sure before you leave, if you've been impacted with Danny, you, you stand and have a picture with both of these guys and, um, and, uh, and be a part of what's going on in their lives. So thank you, Danny and Tammy. Let's give it up one more time for Danny and Tammy.
Our Heavenly Father, we thank you today. God, you have to help us as we take lessons from a fisherman. Maybe there's some of us that feel like quitting because we failed. Maybe we feel like we're not worthy. But God, help us to humble ourselves to get back up. God, help us to stay faithful in the small things. God, help us to obey, even when it doesn't make sense. Help us to take that next step, whatever that might be, so that you, so that we can see the fruit of our reward. We won't see it right away. Sometimes we won't. God, in the long run of life, when we live faithfully to you, obeying every step of the way, God, you will honor our faithfulness. Thank you for Danny and Tammy. In Jesus' name, amen.